Magazines and Monsters, Episode 3, Super Blog Team-Up, Immortal. Hey everybody, Billy D, aka Doc Strange here. In this episode, I'm very excited to be part of the Super Blog Team-Up. Uh, I want to just give a big thanks to Charlton Hero for asking me to be a part of this adventure, and I hope my blog and this podcast episode do it justice. I'm going to be talking about Kang and Immortus. Uh, you know, the uh, subject is immortal for this uh, time around for Superblog Team Up, and those two characters I've always loved, and specifically about a trade called Avengers Kang time and time again. It collects four stories starring the time-traveling despot Kang. But I'm only going to be talking about uh, the Avenger stories, you know, two of the stories. There are two other stories, one with uh, just Thor specifically and one with the Hulk. Good stories, but I'm just going to be covering the Avenger stories, which is uh, Avengers 69 through 71 from 1969 and Avengers 267 to 269 from 1986. Both are great examples of how awesome this character is and definitely must read. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going right into the first story. Stay tuned. All right, well, let's dive into this. Uh, Avengers number 69 through 71 from 1969. We have Roy Thomas writing all three issues. Sal Buscema. Uh, pencils and Sam Granger inks on all three issues as well and uh, we also have <clears throat> Artie Simic on letters so Kang returns after a two-year hiatus in publication time uh, his stimuloid which was last seen in Thor 140 from 1967 abducts Tony Stark from a hospital uh, but I'm not sure if it was the Avengers issues that preceded these where Ultron put a you know, put a pretty good beating on uh, Iron Man, or it was in his own uh, his own book, which was like issues 18 and 19, 20, around there. <clears throat> but uh, he's in the hospital hanging on, you know, by a thread, almost dying. And uh, the stimuloid abducts Tony Stark and whisks him away from Earth into the throne room of Kang. Then all the Avengers end up being transported to his future in the same throne room. And Kang has some master plan in mind. But before he can even explain his reason for all this, he's interrupted by the Grandmaster. And this is his first appearance. You know, a lot of you, if you are fans of the MCU films right now, uh, you know a little bit about the Grandmaster from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, that uh, version is not anywhere near what the comic book version is you know totally separate thing uh the grandmaster in the comics is very cold and calculated and he plays games on a you know grand scale hence the name grandmaster uh he he informs kang that they will play a chess-like game with superhumans um with kang using the avengers as his chess pieces and the grandmaster using the squadron sinister and this is also their first appearance. Anybody that's a fan of theirs, uh, you know, Squadron Supreme is what that kind of leads into as far as a lot of those characters are concerned uh, later on. And uh, right now you can actually hear another podcast. Uh, these two guys that are great guys, uh, 
Greg and Sean are uh, going through the Squadron Supreme uh, Mark Runewald miniseries from the mid-80s, and uh, definitely check that out. Anyway, back to this. So, after a series of one-on-one -on -one battles, the Avengers are victorious, but the Black Knight interfered, and he's technically not an Avenger yet. So the Grandmaster tells Kang he won't grant him the power he promised him if he won, and he departs. And this makes Kang furious, because that was basically the deal. You know, Kang, if he won, was going to be uh, granted uh, power from the Grandmaster. And it was a deal with, I think he had in mind that he was going to use that power to either A, destroy the Avengers, or B, bring uh, back to life his long-lost love, Ravona, Ravana, not sure on the pronunciation there, but... Uh, Kang then attacks the Avengers, and the Grandmaster did give him some power, but not everything. But he did give him the power to, you know, destroy his enemies, the Avengers. So Kang's going to town and pretty much has the Avengers on the ropes. But once again, the Black Knight is there, and he's not an Avenger. So Kang's newly uh, bestowed powers don't affect the Black Knight, and he also underestimates him because he's not, you know, technically a super-powered. So the Black Knight uh, ends up getting the drop on him, and it costs him the chance to revive Ravana. Um, three really good action-packed issues because you get, you know, a very good setup in issue 69 with Kang and the Grandmaster, and they announce the, uh, you know, the contest that's going to be going on between the two groups, two teams, um, and then you also. Like I said, get the introduction of these characters. I mean, the Squadron Sinister, you get Hyperion, you get Nighthawk, Dr. Spectrum, and the Wizard. Um, so you have these battles going on on different places between, you know, the Avengers and those four uh, villains, I guess you'd say, in number 70, which is great. Total just action out the wazoo and uh, really good stuff right there. And then in issue 71, you get even more action. But then you get, uh, you know, the departure of the Grandmaster and then Kang going after the Avengers. And like I said, he's, you know, got them pretty much to the point where he's just about has them right where he wants them. And then the, uh, the Black Knight kind of saves the day there, which Dane Whitman, one of my favorite characters, love him. Uh, great, great character right there. So that's what you get from uh, those three issues. And the first story I'm going to talk about here. So I'm going to take another quick break. And then I will come back with uh, the second story uh, right away. Okay, on to part two. Uh, this is going to cover Avengers 267 through 269. Uh, this was written by Roger Stern. Pencils by John Buscema and inks by Tom Palmer. And just to give you a heads up, if you have not read any of the Tom Palmer, John Buscema, and Roger Stern Avengers run, you are really missing out. There are some excellent, excellent stories. This being one of them. Another one being Under Siege is the name of the story, and it's in a trade too. And that one is uh, with Baron Zemo and the Masters of Evil, where they invade Avengers Mansion and beat the living crap out of everybody and almost kill Hercules. Oh, great stuff. Gotta read that story. It's classic, classic Avengers story from the mid-80s there. Roger Stern. Great stuff. But 
Okay, on to this story. So after the Celestial Madonna storyline, which is my favorite Avengers uh, story that I'll cover one day, uh, there were some scattershot appearances of Kang until Secret Wars. You know, let's be honest, obviously, the creative team behind uh, Secret Wars were Kang haters. So uh, Kang haters and Doom lovers. So uh, we'll just keep going here. So two short years later, Roger Stern gave us a real story involving Kang. And strap on your seatbelts. It's a wild one. In the first chapter, it opens with some very strange happenings as we see Storm and Colossus of the X-Men joining the Avengers. As the President of the United States is holding a press conference on the White House lawn about these new team members being inducted, Iron Man shows up a little bit late. He approaches the President and hands him a box, telling him it's from his quote-unquote boss, Tony Stark. As he opens the box, Tony Stark rushes towards him, but it's too late. The next page of the trade shows us a mushroom cloud, and then the quote-unquote Iron Man is revealed to be Kang the Conqueror. As he gloats about his victory, he's instantaneously transported to another place, another time, perhaps even a place out of time. He's confronted by the Council of Kangs, you see, every time Kang time travels, he creates another version of himself. So every time he time travels, there's a divergent time stream, and there's also a divergent Kang that's created. The three other versions of Kang try to explain his errant ways to him, but he won't listen. So they dispatch him right on the spot, just kill him. As the three Kangs decide to go to their separate ways until their next monthly meeting of the council... We see almost instantly one of the Kangs returns to the council chambers. He's there to investigate some of his curiosities. He's almost immediately met by one of his other Kang brothers. And after some talk, the more intelligent Kang tricks his doppelganger and nearly kills him. He tells Ravana, yes, she's still alive, that it was necessary. Now, Ravana, the way she's alive is because it's a different reality. You know, in the other reality, that main Marvel 616, you know, universe, she's in like a stasis, you know, bubble, almost like, you know, a DC equivalent of Mr. Freeze's wife in DC, where she's like, you know, kind of in limbo, not quite dead, not quite alive, kind of like in stasis, almost like in a coma. Um, it, he tells Ravana it was necessary to, to kill this guy. Back at the Avengers mansion, we see Jan, Dane, and Hercules as they've discovered an anomaly in the sub-basement of Avengers mansion. They go down to investigate and almost immediately they're accosted by the Hulk, but they quickly realize it's not him. And then he changes into Giant Man. Then he changes into Iron Man. They pretty soon figure out it's a space phantom and one that has not one that has been sent by Kang. He sh then Kang shows up to heckle them, but it's only an android. Back at his citadel, Kang watches on a monitor and laughs. Ravana doesn't understand, but then Kang explains to her that he's eliminated all but one of his duplicates, and he's going to lure that duplicate into combat with the Avengers and then destroy them all at once. Okay, so then... The story progresses from here, and you get Cap 
and Submariner and Captain Marvel at that time, Monica Rambeau. Great character, by the way. Pretty sure Roger Stern created her in an amazing Spider-Man annual, I believe. Um, the three of them enter the fight in limbo with the other Avengers against Kang. But, you know, you eventually get Kang versus Kang. And only one comes out triumphant. But then we see at this point that in the very, very far-flung future, Kang eventually becomes another character called Immortus. Uh, he eventually tires of all the war and the conflict and becomes more of a, uh, you know, elderly statesman type uh, character. And then we also learn down the road that he becomes sort of a timekeeper of a certain amount of time by these overlords. You know, that's a whole other storyline, so I won't even go into that. But he's basically entrusted with making sure, you know, certain events, you know, happen or don't happen in uh, a certain timeline that he's given uh, proxy over. But uh, Immortus then explains to Kang at the end of the story that he's been manipulating the entire situation. And he sort of disposes of Kang, you know, not really, but it doesn't look good for Kang. It looks pretty bleak, but uh, the Avengers, they kind of get, you know, pissed off because uh, a lot of things have happened that, you know, from their perspective or, you know, not. I guess there's like a morality at play here where, you know, Immortus is kind of above that. He doesn't, he just doesn't, he thinks the ends always justify the means. So even if, you know, people were killed in the meantime, as long as what happened that he wanted to happen to preserve the timeline, he's good with it. The Avengers aren't. So they're not too happy about it. But with, you know, basically the snap of a fingers, the wave of a hand, he transports them right back to Avengers Mansion, right back to their timeline outside of Limbo. And, uh, you know, that's the end of the story. So... We really learn the history of Kang in this storyline. Uh, Roger Stern did a phenomenal job in this storyline. Uh, this one is definitely one of my favorites. It's it's right up there with you know my other favorite Avengers stories, and it's probably my favorite Kang story because we learn his background. Uh, I don't want to give a lot of it away because you know maybe some people listening to the show here have not read this story, but if you're a fan. Of Kang, you need to read this story because it tells you about the history of the character up until that point. And it's not really touched on again until the late 1990s. Um, another great, great story, Avengers Forever. It was a 12-issue maxi series, uh, another must-read, recommended read, whatever you want to call it. That is another uh, Kang story with Kang, Immortus, Rama Tut, which is another character that's Basically, Kang, just at another point in time. Uh, great story there by Kurt Busiek, and I think Carlos Pacheco was the artist. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Roger Stern was uh, a big help with that story as well. You know, he lent a hand in there. I'm not sure if he was an editor at the time or just like a consultant or consulting editor or something like that, but I know he had a hand in that story too, which it was just an incredible story. And it did even more justice for the character of Kang and, you know, dealt with more of his past and all the divergent timelines. It was it was an incredible effort by uh, Kurt Busiek, Carlos Pacheco. And then, like I said, I believe Roger Stern had help in that one, too. So definitely look that one up. But, yeah, if you can find this trade, not sure if it's been uh, gotten more printings, but 
if it has, definitely grab it. I mean, if it's out of print, you know, it's going to be super expensive. But I have seen the single issues of these stories. Of course, the, you know, Avengers 69 to 71 from 1969, they're pretty expensive in decent shape. But the uh, 267 to 269 from the mid-80s, those issues can still be had on the cheap, you know, especially reader copies. You could probably get them just for a couple of bucks a pop. So if you can't find the trade, definitely get the single issues. All right, everybody, I'm going to take another quick break and then I'll be back to not only wrap up the show, but then also give you a peek into where else you can find all the other action for Super Blog Team Up, all the other blogs, all the other podcasts. It's quite a list, so I'll be right back with that in a jiffy. All right, everybody, uh, here to wrap up the show. I just want to give shout-outs to everyone else participating in the Superblog Team-Up. Don't forget, go over to Twitter and follow the hashtag Superblog Team-Up or just hashtag SBTU. Um, definitely check out, in my not-so-humble opinion, a blog by Ben Herman. Ben's a great guy. Um, he has been... A good supporter of mine and my blog, Magazines and Monsters, for a long time, pretty much since the get-go. So big shout-out to Ben there. Check it out. Uh, it came from the 90s. Ivar the Time Walker. Uh, next up, we have Chris is on Infinite Earths. Uh, if you don't know Chris, you need to know Chris. He is had a blog now, and he has done a blog post every day. That's right, every day for three years straight. Uh, I don't know how he does it, if it's, uh, you know, amphetamines or he's just a big coffee drinker or high on life, but I don't know how he does it, but kudos to him. Chris is awesome, at Ace Comics on Twitter, and he's also one half of the Cosmic Treadmill. Great, great podcast there, so uh, search Chris out. Uh, then we have Black, White, and Bronze, which is a blog by Doug, uh, formerly from Bronze Age Babies. Uh, he's going to be covering Red Nails, Conan's story. Uh, great blog. Check that out. He's doing everything black, white, and bronze over there at his blog. Great stuff. Definitely check out Doug over there. Then we have the Daily Rios. That is a podcast by Peter Rios. And if you don't recognize the name, you should because Peter has been podcasting since podcasting was a thing. He is one of the founders, you know, co-founders of Comic Geek Speak, which is a long-running podcast that uh, has put out some amazing content and had some great voices on it over the years. He's going to be doing Arion the Immortal. Then we have The Unspoken Decade. That's a blog post about Archer and Armstrong. Then we have Between the Pages, and that's a blog post about Doctor Who. Then we have Comics, Comics, Comics blog, Doctor Fate, and that's... Uh, buddy of mine jay jones goldstein definitely check him out good guy then we have comic reviews by walt that's a blog about teenage mutant ninja turtles and highlander that sounds interesting uh, then vic sage on twitter look him up as well the pop culture retro rama i am legend and the superhero satellite that is the blog by charlton hero himself great guy Definitely look him up. He is going to be blogging about Mephisto's Whisper, the whole one more day, a moment in time Spider-Man story. And he's got balls of steel uh, blogging about that. Let me tell you, that was one of the stories that uh, 
people were either loving it or hating it. And there was a lot of hate on that one. So cannot wait to read what he has to say about that one. Then we have the Source Material Comics Podcast. Uh, it's going to be discussing Vampirella, uh, Roses of the Dead. Then Dave's Comics Heroes blog. He's going to be talking about Multiman. Definitely check out Dave's blog. Dave has a really, really good blog over there. That's Dave's Comic Heroes. Definitely Google search that one and check it out. He's a, Dave's a good guy. Uh, and then after that, we have TV Party Tonight, which is going to be discussing Jupiter Ascending, a commentary about that uh, comic book on their podcast. And then finally, DC in the 80s. Uh, that's a blog about, oh, I'm sorry, blog. I think they might have a podcast too, but it's definitely a blog for sure. Uh, I've seen them, I think, on Tumblr. And Young Animals Bug is what they're going to be talking about. And definitely check that out. All right, everybody, that wraps up episode number two. I just wanted to give another big thanks and shout out to Charlton Hero and everybody else involved with Superblog Team Up. Definitely check out the hashtag on Twitter, Superblog Team Up, or just simply hashtag SBTU. And definitely take a dive into everybody's podcast and share, read the blogs, share everything out there. And, you know, trying to build up a big community here of people that just love to talk about comics. So, okay, that's going to wrap it up. And thanks to everybody for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.